Welcome to another edition of the Business and Personal Podcast, where we bring you closer to the people you do business with, or in this case today, we're going to bring you closer to a great cause uh, that could use your help. So today we're joined by Matt Nahan, board chair of Living Arts. Matt, how are you doing today? Great, Ryan. How are you? Thanks for having me. Absolutely. Good to get you on. I know you have a big event coming up here in April to help try to raise funds for your program, so I want to make people aware of that. So... Living Arts, let's talk about that a little bit. It started way back in 1999 with 17 kids in the dance class. It's now evolved to thousands of kids in the Detroit area. You do great things to get them involved in the arts uh, and do things outside of school. So talk to me about the evolution from 17 kids to thousands of kids to where you're at today. Yeah, so just up the street on West Grand Boulevard from where I am now um, in Messiah Church, um, 17 kids. And they're, you know, some neighborhood folks, their parents, some, some neighborhood stakeholders got together to sort of fill the gap of, um, empty, you know, a, a lack of afterschool programming. Um, and so Southwest Dance was born. And so now almost 22 years later, um, Living Arts exists and we reach, you know, pre-COVID, we reached uh, just over 3,000 students. And so this past year with COVID and balancing the virtual education, we, we've managed to reach just about 2,000. Um, and so it's been, been quite a journey. We've grown a lot along the way, had a, a lot of amazing supporters, funders, participants, families, um, just general champions really help us get to where we are today. So before we talk about your big April event, let's kind of explain exactly what you do and what you offer. So you have basically the three programs, the in-school arts, out-of-school arts, and the early learners program. So talk about what you do within all of those programs. Yeah. So as the name suggests, um, out of school arts is our after school programming. And so the majority of that takes place here in Southwest Detroit at the Ford Resource and Engagement Center, uh, which is in the Corktown Southwest Detroit area, just behind uh, the train station that many people will be familiar with. Um, and so, we have uh, dance classes at varying levels. We have a really cool program called The Spot. Um, and that's really a come as you are, engage, you know, engage with uh, visual arts uh, and some uh, animation in some really cool ways, some really cool transformative ways. Um, and then also too, we do uh, some youth leadership programming out of there. And we've hosted for the past couple of years, we've hosted a really great youth led event um, outside of the FREC in their, in their plaza, um, which has been great to in, engage other community partners, other arts organizations, other youth development organizations, and it's all led by youth. So um, that's the out-of-school arts. Um, our in-school arts, again, as the name suggests, is where we have artist residencies. So we, the foundation of, of, of Living Arts is that we employ professional working artists who are, who are professional teaching artists. Um, and this is a, a growing part of the arts, arts field is teaching artistry. Um, and so we, we engage and employ these, these artists who are um, professionals and movers and shakers and just all around amazing humans in their own right and in their own craft. Um, and we, so we bring them into, into schools um, and have them work with the teacher to create something that supports the existing curriculum but leverages their own expertise in everything from, you know, beat making, um, animation, um, music, you know, movement, theater, um, things like that. And so we work 
With Detroit Public Schools Community District, uh, we're a vendor with, with the district. We also work with some charter schools um, in, in, in the area and in the city. Um, and then of course we have Wolf Trap. So Wolf Trap is focused on the early learners. Um, you know, you can sort of imagine learning your ABCs and your colors through music and dance and movement. Um, and it's just a really great way to engage thought and learning in a new way. And frankly, across all the ages, you know, from the early learners, uh, whether they're, you know, in a, in a place like Matrix Human Services or a Starfish Head Start Center or at the, you know, Auto School Arts, the Ford Resource and Engagement Center, um, across the age span, the idea is to, to support them and help them discover and unlock the creative genius that lives inside each of them. So you mentioned COVID briefly, and it is, even though we're all burned out on it now, it's something that we need to address and, and interested in how that has impacted your organization and um, how you've adjusted through this past year. Yeah, it's, it's been a struggle as it has for so many, um, you know, and I think it's important to take a moment, even though it is acknowledged in many spaces to acknowledge the hundreds of thousands of lives that have been lost. Um, and of course, to predominantly so many communities of color um, have been impacted disproportionately. Um, and so I just wanna, you know, acknowledge that. Um, and of course, in addition to some, some very real, um, you know, overwhelming amounts of, of uh, racial, racially motivated violence, you know, in our, in our communities and in our nation as well this past year. So it's been a struggle, you know, but I think the thing that's really beautiful about the arts and which I find I'm so passionate about with living arts and, and arts in general is that it, it, it not only helps to unlock, you know, things like confidence, things like critical thinking, but with the right teacher, it really also can be restorative and help to overcome some of those traumatic experiences that um, that that so many folks you know live with on a day to day basis. So, so to take it sort of really quickly back to the start. So you mentioned our our fundraiser that we're our month long fundraiser we're about to launch in April. So last year we were teed up, we were ready, we had the Masonic Temple ready to go for our big fundraiser. And then of course the world. Um, and so we pivoted really quickly um, to do an online fundraiser last year. And the first phase, of course, was just to continue paying our teaching artists and supporting, you know, doing our part to support the creative economy in the region. Um, and then, of course, we went on to, to help ensure that our, our organization would be healthy throughout the year. Um, and so once we did that, we were, we actually managed to be on some pretty stable footing financially. Um, and so, you know, very Pretty soon after the shutdown, once we realized that you know we could still we could make a transition to virtual, um, we launched what's what we've been calling Living Arts at Home, um, and that started with some really you know sort of a humble beginning of of putting out prompts and holding space uh, in a virtual environment like Zoom to have have young people and their families and friends come and share you know the poem or dance or the, the visual art piece, painting, text, whatever, um, in a space where they could share with other, other creative-minded folks. Um, and so from there, you know, that has sort of grown. And so we're still, we're still doing teaching, uh, living arts at home. Um, but slowly but surely, we have also begun to do our, our, our residencies, you know, in a few of our school partners, um, obviously virtually, you know, sort of 
either projected on the on the smart board, you know, for those schools that are doing in-person uh, learning, and then of course, you know, going right into folks' homes on the screen, you know, and having um, doing everything from animation and poetry and dance classes and um, animation and 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 really, you know, even even some theater, you know, even even some theater work, and bringing it to where the students are. Um, and so it's been, it's been a challenge, you know, it's been, it's been a hard year, but we have some of the most committed, talented, brilliant humans who are so deeply committed to this work that we've made it happen. You know, the staff team at Living Arts, our program managers, our teaching artists, everyone has pulled together to make it happen and bring the work, you know, into the space as best we can through that, through that virtual, that virtual uh, means. I just think it's been cool to see how everybody's evolved in different ways and different lines of business through this. And there's no substitute for in-person, right. but I think you've probably developed some things that you can still hold on to uh, as things get more back to normal, right? Absolutely. And, and you know, like, like so many parts of the, the world, the sectors, the economies, you know, finding things that are, have been, have been, you know, sort of those silver linings that perhaps can, you know, down the line, help us reach more students, you know, on, and I not, you know, ideally a dance class happens in person, but, you know, given the constraints of space, you know, even before COVID, you know, we would have uh, a waiting list for some of our out of school dance programs, you know, at the, in Southwest here at the Ford Resource and Engagement Center. And so, yeah, I think we will be able to find those, those, um, those things that we can pull and keep working, but, um, obviously the, the best way for us to do this is in person, but if there's a way for us to, to figure it out and have there be a balance, you know, even for, for reaching more students, I think we're, we're excited to figure out what that future looks like. Absolutely. And I promise we'll talk about your big event in April here soon, but leading into that, I know individual donors are so important to you. So as we set the stage for what you're doing in April, Tell our listeners that might be interested in looking for a good cause to donate to, what are some of your biggest needs right now and, and why would someone want to donate to Living Arts? Yeah, that's a great question, Ryan. Thank you. So, I mean, as far as our biggest need, I mean, we have a, a really, we've had for, for quite some time, we've had really robust support from the regional you know, foundation partners, institutional funders, but as you mentioned, you know, the individual donors and, and be they donors, be they supporters, be they folks who just are passionate about the arts and want to spread the word, you know, I think that's really our biggest need. You know, we have, we have um, really robust programs. We're deeply committed to the quality, to ensuring that we're upholding a really, really, really high level of quality. And so it, you know, at the moment, it's not the sort of thing where, you know, we need, you know, dollars for pencils or dollars for this. We really, you know, the, the thing that's really helpful about an individual donor it, for, in so many cases is that it's, it's discretionary, right? It's, it's, it's things that, it's dollars that we as an organization can, can be, can we, we can be as responsive as possible because they're not dedicated, you know, grant dollars. Um, and so that's, I think, in general, really helping to build a living arts family. You know, I mean, we have this event coming up in April um, where the power of the power of heart campaign. Um, and so we are really just trying to grow the living arts family. You know, again, be they be some whether someone, you know, has 
$5 to give, $25 to give, or, you know, wants to become a lead donor and contribute, you know, $1,000 or $5,000. Like, you know, that's really great. Where we're at right now is we just want to expand. We want to reach more young people. And in order to do that, we need to continue to, to find those individuals who are passionate about the arts, passionate about Detroit, passionate about young people, and passionate about about getting the arts and arts education and creative expression into the, into the lives of more young people. Well, since there's no limit to how much you can grow, I guess there's no end to constantly needing funds to do that, right? That, make, that makes perfect sense. So let's talk about this Power of the Heart 30-day campaign, this virtual campaign that you're doing in April. Tell people what that's all about and how they can maybe get involved. Yeah, absolutely. So starting April 1, we're launching a 30-day campaign, uh, Power of Heart, uh, Power of the Heart, um, and it's going to be a virtual event. We're going to kick off um, on April 1 with uh, what we're calling our first heart talk, and it's going to feature um, one, of, one of my dear friends and one of our wonderful teaching artists, Alicia Nicole, um, and our, one of our program managers, Zach Bissell, um, and they're going to they're gonna come together and, and talk, talk about why this work is so important. They're gonna lift up some of the work that they do over have done over the course of COVID. And then over the course of the month, we're gonna, you know, really just try to push out and 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 raise raise awareness, raise dollars, um, expand understanding of what our work is and the importance of it. Um, and so there are you know a number of different ways to give. Um, you can the easiest, and we just did this this year, and it's actually been fantastic. I've actually done it myself a couple different times is a, a text to give campaign. So you can text living arts, uh, one word living arts to four, four, uh, four, four, three, two, one. Pretty easy. Text living arts to four, four, three, two, one. Um, and you'll get a link and then you can go and you can donate, um, donate to our campaign. Um, we have a goal of $30,000. Um, and we have through one of our fantastic funders, we have a challenge grant. We have a, we have $10,000 uh, that's going to be matched dollar for dollar. Um, and so it's going to be, you know, it's going to be a bit different. You know, we do love to be in person. We love, you know, to have an event and have the, the networking and have the, you know, the performances right there on stage. But given COVID and given, you know, the needs of, of our organization and, and to keep it going, we're, we're going to launch an online campaign. Um, and then we are going to, um, we're going to culminate with another heart talk at the end of the month. Um, to sort of sum up some of our successes, but then also to get to hear from some of our um, some of our artists, some of our stakeholders, to really uh, round out the month. So, what's the best way for people to see this content? Then, is it going to be pushed out on your Facebook page, or, or where exactly? Yeah, so you can follow us. Um, you can follow us on social media: um, <clears throat> Instagram at Living Arts Detroit, um, Facebook Living Arts Detroit. Um, you can find us at LivingArtsDetroit.org. Um, you can also go, um, we have our, our Givly uh, page, which I'm just going to double check the, the, the address of here. Um, but again, if you, if you text, the, one of the easiest ways, I think, um, is if you uh, text Living Arts to 44321. Um, it will take you to our Givly landing page, um, and you can, you can donate there. Uh, again, any donations will be doubled up to $10,000. Um, which will be great. And then there as well, there's all sorts of resources and, and links to you know events like our videos um, and, and to our heart talks as well. 
Well, the good thing is if we run into another one of these dang pandemics, you guys are prepared now uh, with, a, with a great campaign. I'm, I'm looking forward to seeing how this comes about. Uh, are, are you, should people expect content? How, how often, I guess, with this campaign, are, there, are you going to be pushing out content? Yeah, so if you, I mean, I think if, you know, if, 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 you're, if you're a social media user, I know not everybody is, um, if you're a social media user, expect to see a good amount of content coming through from us and, you know, another really great way, as I say, we, we want to raise awareness for our words and for our organization. So another way to do it is just to follow us on social media, and in, particularly Instagram, Facebook, um, Twitter too, if that's your thing. Um, and then to share, like, and save our posts are awesome. We want to get that algorithm going so that more and more people see it. Um, and you will, you will see some really fun stuff. You'll see some, some videos from board members and videos from some of our community members and some of our artists. And um, you may, you, you know, I, I just sent some photos of myself that they could use. You might even see a picture of, of seven-year-old Matt Nahan in, in figure skates, you know, from, from when I was a little newsy boy in the Berkeley Ice Show back in, gosh, circa, what, 1994. So, you know, it's, it's, it's going to be uh, ba well-balanced. I, I don't think it's going to, you know, you know, it's not, not going to explode your inbox. And that's why if you prefer, you know, getting onto social media and following us there is, is great because you'll learn a lot over the course of the month. But then as things strike you, you know, as, as something that you're passionate about or something that interests you, you can just click that share to story button. You can click the little heart or the thumbs up. Um, and then you can even save it, which really just turns that, gets that, uh, that algorithm into overdrive. So yeah, there's a, a bunch of good content to be had. Well, yeah, and I like the idea of a month-long campaign like that. You can really build a lot of momentum over that long period yeah, of time. Yeah, absolutely. And I, I, again, too, I think with the, you know, the, the longer term campaign, it allows for some of the small, some of our friends and family members who, who are passionate about this work, but, you know, are maybe going to donate 25, 50 bucks, you know, that, 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 that longer time allows, you know, those smaller donors to really add up, you know, and to take shape. We had a great, earlier in the year, we did a text, it was the same number and we, it was 21 for 21. And, and it was a great way because it was a bunch of small donors, but it, you know, after a while, you know, never, never doubt the power of a, a, a big group of committed people, you know, donating five, 10, 20, 50 bucks that, that adds up and it goes a long way. Well, hopefully you have a great campaign and uh, we can help more kids and have more success stories. And, and on that note, you didn't hesitate when we were preparing for this podcast with a, a success story or a happy story to share. And I always kind of like to close out with those. So um, give me a story that you can recall maybe of uh, someone that um, you saw this program make a big difference for. Yeah. Yeah. So this, this story actually um, I, I learned about this, this young, this young person um, at our, our last live event. So it would have been 2019 um, and I've mentioned several times animation and, and so one of the, you know, one of the, one of the things we shared at the end of this event was a series of, of animations created by these, I mean, these, these, you know, eight, nine, 10 year olds, and they're like really deep, you know, like not only is the creative content there, but also as I referenced earlier, you know, with the right teacher, the arts can be transformative and restorative and help to overcome trauma. And so this young, this young man, share a story of a very traumatic experience that he had where, you know, he and his cousin were, you know, playing around, goofing around and they stumbled on a can of gas and like something happened and his cousin got really seriously injured. 
And at the end of it, you know, like, and so I know you asked for a happy story, but I think what's really happy and, and, and amazing about this is that when that young man was on stage, okay, so, so the, his, his video played, his animation played, and the whole room was just, you know, you could hear a pin drop. Everyone was so there for this, for this young man. And he said, you know, I had never told this story. I had been holding this in, you know, and this is a young person, what, eight, 10 years old. I mean, hold something like that in for two or three years. That's, that's, that's almost a third of your life, you know? And so to hold something, a story where, you know, someone you care about or you love very deeply was hurt and, and you were finally able to unlock that and release that and share that story in a way that helped you work through it because you took the time in every frame to shape the clay or to move the paper, you know, every frame by frame working through that trauma and working through that pain. I, I just can't think of a better reason to support young people and their families in, in, in creative ways. And, you know, it's not all like that. You know, we have other, we have other students who make incredible beats and are now producers. And, you know, I, you know, individuals who are in professional dance companies across the nation, you know, it's, it's the whole gamut. It's the whole gamut, but without, without understanding creative expression, without the opportunity to have a very talented, deeply passionate human show you and share their passion with you, you know, that, that creative expression is some, sometimes, you know, something that someone like me who grew up surrounded by the arts, I take for granted, you know, but building access to the arts is what we are all about. You hit the nail on the head. I mean, there are so many talented kids out there that just need a platform and an opportunity to express themselves and they grow so much through that. That that right there is an awesome story. You probably could go on for an hour with more, but we only have so much time here and, and maybe we'll have you on after April, after the campaign and, and kind of recap how that went. But um, we haven't really talked a lot about how kids can get involved specifically. We've talked a lot about how people can donate, but for maybe parents that are listening that would like to get their child involved in the program, what opportunities are available right now? Yeah, so um, with our work in, you know, our in-school work in the schools and our work in the early, early Head Start centers, um, I, you know, there are certain, you know, certain schools we're working in. Um, currently, as far as that goes, it's really more site by site. Um, and then our out of school, our out of school arts, um, once a year, I think, I think once or twice a year, we have an enrollment, enrollment time. And so you can, you know, follow us, uh, again, follow us on social media and, you know, Facebook, Instagram, go to, go to livingartsdetroit.org um, and reach out, you know, if there's something that you're interested in specifically, um, we have a great team of folks who can, you know, field your questions. Um, we do currently only do the after-school programming at the, at the Ford Resource and Engagement Center in Southwest Detroit. Um, and there's always a, it's always huge demand. So, you know, if that is something you're interested in, you know, we, we'd love to have you. Um, and so you can definitely reach out and uh, we'll, we'll get you in touch with the right person. In, in what age range of children do you work with? Uh, so for the out-of-school arts, um, Ooh, that, that is a great question. I, I want to say we work, I want to say like, you know, five to 18, you know, five to 18 ish. 
Um, I think that might be the youngest dance class that we do um, at the at the FREC, as it's called, the Ford Resource and Engagement Center. Okay. Well, great info, Matt. Thanks so much for coming on. I hope you have just smashing success with your, your campaign here in April. And I hope we reach a few people here through this podcast and uh, keep growing your program. So best of luck to you. Likewise. Thanks so much, Ryan. I, I really appreciate you having us and having me and you know, your willingness to support another, another group of folks who's, who's trying to make it happen. So thanks. Absolutely. Thank you.